Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, church, we are really blessed to have our founding pastor, Pastor Peter Sweetman, coming to bring God's Word to us this morning. So can we make him feel really, really welcome as he comes to share now? Uh, Thanks so much, Nathan. And uh, thanks, church. Nice to be here. 2020, almost over. And what an amazing, difficult, unusual year it's been. Isn't that true? Some of you might have missed the pandemic, but I don't know, maybe. Um, It's been actually a very difficult year for our whole world. It really has. Um, First pandemic in about 100 years. Lots of devastation, lots of suffering. We've been praying for some um, parents in this church who are in South Africa at the moment, um, suffering in that that, 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 um, with COVID. Our first recession as a nation in how many years? Almost 30, almost 30 years. First recession that we've had in our nation. Um, add to this um, some of the woes that we've had with the second most powerful nation in the world. A few big tensions there at the moment. And we're seeing some dark clouds as governments use their powers um, to limit some of the issues in relation to the practice of biblical faith. The Victorian government at this present time has some very concerning legislation coming before them. How's that for a gloom-filled year? How did I do? How did I do? Yeah. And as that's um, been our experience in a global sense, there are many here today, of course, that have experienced that sort of year. 2020 has been a very tough year for them. Painful circumstances in workplaces. Quite a number of these uh, folks in this church have lost jobs during this year. It's been hard going for many people. Um, marriages and families have been under stress this year. Um, health concerns, burdens. Some of you have those right now, this very day. You've come with those in church this very morning. Uh, the loss of loved ones that we've just even heard about um, just before and some that we care about so deeply that seem far away or maybe even further away than they've ever been from coming to faith in Jesus. Gloom and darkness, it is, it is so present in our world because we continue to be impacted by, by the dread, dreadful consequences of sin. Sin, like in a global sense, and um, sin, the effects of sin in our lives personally. But there are some truths that are contained in a prophecy which I want to remind you about today. Remind those that are watching online as well. And it too was, um, this particular word was delivered in a very, very gloomy year of world history and particularly history for um, the nation of Judah. The kingdom, that's the southern kingdom of um, of Israel, led by King Ahaz. We're in 730 BC, um, so it's a few thousand years ago, um, but the kingdom was not in a good way. Alcoholism, sensuality, materialism everywhere. There were military pressures. The northern kingdoms of Israel and Syria were putting pressure on the kingdom of Judah to say, come join us in alliance against the Syria, the world power at the time. King Ahaz didn't want to go there and he didn't want to listen to God either, of course. And so he sort of does some deal with Assyria to put the pressure on the northern neighbours so they'd get them off their back. And of course, that just brought him a whole lot of problems, big problems. Uh, I mean, incredible taxes that he had to pay. And then, of course, the threat of invasion from Assyria itself. It was just a mess of human wisdom, human tactics and a 
and a willingness to look everywhere else except to God. Do you ever think about that with folks? Why do they look everywhere else into every single thing they can possibly find except the Christian faith? It sounds a familiar story, doesn't it really, as I'm, I'm relating what was happening back here there in the 7.30. Now, are you ready? This is God's word to us this morning. Prepare yourself for it. It was spoken into this gloomy environment. God's word, here it is. Isaiah 9, we've actually heard a little bit of it already. Going to hear it again. God must want us to really hear it this morning. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Verse six, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And this is God's word to us this morning. And aren't we thankful for it? Aren't we? Wonderful word. When you find yourself in the place of gloom, it's so important to remind yourself of how God thinks and how God operates in those sort of environments. In the time of Ahaz, there would seem to be every reason for God to say, look, I've just had enough of these people. Every reason for God to say, hey, there's no hope for them. They're a hopeless crowd. But no, no, that's not how God responds. In this darkest of places, this amazing and glorious ray of God's light comes through the prophet. He never abandons our world. Just hear this this morning. Never. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. He comes rather to, to pierce the darkness with his light. What's of, what, what I found fascinating in in this particular passage, what's of special interest is that the places where the greatest suffering would occur, the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, they're the lands of the two northern kingdoms of Israel. And these places would bear the brunt of the Assyrian invasion, invasion that would take place. Terrible suffering would occur there. And yet get this, God promises that in that place, will become the place of blessing. In the future, he will honour Galilee of the nations, we read. 
it just reveals so, so clearly how God loves to redeem and, and restore things and restore people. We often think, I don't know about you, but this is how I sometimes think. We often think that if a damage has occurred in a particular place in our lives, that that means that that area is written off for us now. Like it's a trauma place. It's a dark place. Well, get this this morning. Divine thoughts, divine plans, they are so different to how we think. God is saying in this prophecy here that those most hurt-filled places are going to be where he will come and bless first. And that's precisely what took place. Where did we read in Matthew 4 that Jesus began his preaching ministry proclaiming the forgiveness of sins? Are you ready for this? Matthew 4, verse 13 says this. Leaving Nazareth, this is Jesus, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of where? Zebulon and Nathai. Now that's a truth that someone needs to take hold of this morning. There's someone here that nearly really needs to grab hold of this. You're thinking that the suffering that you've caused yourself or the suffering that you have caused others disqualifies you from, from either knowing God or being used by God. Well, get this this morning. The modus operandi of God is to take damaged, ruined domains in our lives, people's lives, and those are the very areas where he begins his mighty, beautiful ministry. God wants to make really clear this morning that he is is not finished with anyone, and that includes, includes those that are listening here on the online as well. He's not finished with anyone, despite what you may think or maybe what others may think for that matter too. God is a specialist in taking dark, ruined places and reshaping them for his glory. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about, a geographical one. Are you ready? It's a geographical one. In the early years, um, when all God had given us in this particular place was one house and a a bit of land on on the corner, of the intersection up there. Um, we would build a, a manger scene on a platform every Christmas time, right on the main intersection where um, our, our kids would, would sometimes dress up and be Joseph and, and Mary. I'd make them go up there on the, on the corner and be Joseph and Mary, actually. Now, keep that in mind, are you ready? Because this section of road around here and around here, in the old days, you know, it used to be called Death Road. Did you know that? Because they had the crematorium on one side and we had Pinaroo Lawn Cemetery on the other. And people used to drive past here. There was nothing much here, remember? And they get their feelings up. Hey, death, death's around the corner here. Um, the inevitability. Um, You'd drive by here and there wouldn't be a real good vibe, if you know what I mean, because we were in the death place, you know, death road section of North Brisbane. Well, God sent us here. And the first little glimmers of the light and the love of Jesus started popping up on the corner when my son and, and, and daughter used to get on the corner every Christmas and let them know that there's a saviour who loves them. 
You know, I still have people from, from the community that come and tell me that they remember that particular corner. Do you know that? They're waiting for another one. Maybe we should put one up, Mr. Senior Pastor. I don't know for the future. Well, that was just the early glimmers. Then, of course, when some buildings and some car parks started to develop here, suddenly people would be driving by here and they'd be saying, oh, man, alive, day or night, there's people getting in there, their cars, what on earth's going on over there? That's what people would think as they drove by Death Road. Whoa, there seems to be a lot of life around here. Then not so long ago, pretty recently, it was the sports court which began to catch the eye of people as they passed by. This isn't just any life here. Gee, these people are very fit and um, you know, energetic and trendy people are up doing all the early exercises. Wow, this is no dull place. And then most recent of all, and get this one, folks, opposite the very entrance to Pinaru Lawn Cemetery, what pops up but... The Soul Cafe, Espresso, uh, give me right, Soul Op Shop and Espresso, teeming with life and love. Isn't that true? Right opposite the entrance to the cemetery. How amazing. There's life everywhere around here. Someone was just telling me after the eight o'clock service that the bus drivers and that sort of the terminal, you know, ends, ends the bus run, they've been popping in to get their coffee. There was no coffee there for them to get before that. Now they're popping into our soul op shop to get it. Did you know there was a lady? I saw, I met her in the, um, in the op shop just this week. She said, I was looking at that house, she said. I was looking at that house and I'd painted my house white and I had charcoal, but it didn't look good. And then I saw black. I said black. I went straight out and brought black paint so I can improve my home at home because of the, the beautiful look of the house. It's life along death road. It's changed, folks. This place pulses with life. It's not a fluke you're sitting here, you know that. It's not some smart real estate wheeling and dealing that got us here. Even though my dad was pretty good at finding properties, that's true. I just give him some credit there. He's in heaven now, but he did a good job. But it's a grace-filled God who put us here. So we can be a blazing light right in the middle of the gloom of death on Brisbane's north side so people can know how glorious is the hope and the life that's found in the risen Jesus who is the light of the world and the Lord of a very living church. A very living church. Now that's a geograph geographical example. Of course, if I started this morning on the ones damaged lives in, these, in this particular place, ruined by drugs and, and, and alcohol and pride and the love of money and hatred and bitterness, self-harm, destroyed relationships, you know, the whole, the, the whole box and dice, the whole mess of life, who are now here, in this church, serving and loving Jesus, then we would need to be here for days. Did you know that? I talked to someone after the eight o'clock service and he was up at the men's shed telling this sort of story. He said, I needed 40 minutes up there. So would you imagine how long it would be here if we were telling all of those stories? They are full, they are full in this place. This is our God, you see. So if you're in the gloom this morning, just, just hear this, if you're in the gloom, However dark and despairing your circumstances may seem to be, I just want you to hear from God himself this morning through his precious word that Jesus has a plan to bring you and many others through you into the light of his love and blessing. Just let that rest on someone this morning. Just, just be blessed by God with that beautiful thought. Now let me ask another question here this morning. How, 
How sure can we be that God has a plan to dispel the gloom in, in our lives and in our world? How sure can we be now? Well, how sure was this promise that God made in 730 BC through Isaiah? Isaiah himself, of course, the prophet considered absolutely unshakable. The verbs actually in this passage that we've read are all in the past tense. It's as though the future has already been written. It's absolutely rock solid. We, of course, because we live a few thousand years later, we, of course, know how certain it was because we've seen its fulfillment, have we not? Let me give you the full um, little section from Matthew 4. It says this, this is Jesus, leaving Nazareth, verse 13, Matthew 4. He went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the areas of Zebulon and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Here it is. How many times are we going to hear this today? We can't stop hearing this. These are beautiful words. Land of Zebulon and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of God has come near. The brilliance of the light and the love of God had come in Jesus Christ. Now, it's when we see this greatest of prophecies being fulfilled in God's time and in his way, and folks, we can be filled with confidence. I mean, enormous confidence and hope that God will complete every work that he has planned for us, however dark or disastrous the circumstances around us may seem. The darkness is real. I'm not trying to say that it's it's not there. It is there. The darkness is around us in our sin-wracked world. But it is not the whole truth and certainly not the fundamental, the most profound of all truths. Promises from the Lord, which seem to be taking a long time and even where where things seem to get darker than they were before, there is no need to react with disappointment or despair. These, in fact, are the places to affirm our confidence, our, our faith in God's ability to accomplish his holy purposes. There are some people here this morning, some that are watching online as well, who can hardly contain themselves this morning. Did you know that? Like, they're almost ready to jump up now and shout out a massive big hallelujah because the promises of God, some that were years old, some that were decades old, have come to fruition in 2020. They're, they're bursting, full of joy. Situations in the hearts that once were so hard or so dark, they are now filled with the life, light of Christ. It's, it's incredible. Our God, we sing this, but it's so true. He is a what? He is a promise keeper. He is a, a way maker. And he doesn't want anyone to be despondent today. However things may appear around you, just, just hear that. If you're still waiting for God to change a heart or a situation, well, you tell God this morning, you tell him this morning that you are trusting and depending in him. Tell him, tell him this very morning. For us as a church, his promises to bring revival to to this community and, and far beyond this community, they're all on track, folks. Did you know that? They're all on track. It's, it's coming. Fullness of God's plans. Believe it. Did you know that one of the goals that we 
agreed to as a, as a movement, Queensland Baptist Churches. This was just last month, in fact. One of the goals that we agreed to over these next five years is that every church would have a specific prayer meeting dedicated to praying for revival once a week. Imagine that. We've already got that one, of course, in this church. But imagine that in 220 churches right throughout our state, praying that same way, asking for God to come. The plans are afoot. Those sort of things happen when God's plans are working out. And our Heavenly Father wants you and me and this church and everyone who knows the wonder of life in Christ to call on him with faith-filled prayers. Despite every dark cloud and and every every strategy of, of evil in our rebellious world, And look what happens when God's light dawns on those living in darkness. Did you you see some of the things in that passage? Instead of population dwindling and the nation um, uh, dwindling away, the nation swells and grows. Instead of the harvest being meager and ruined, there is an abundance. Instead of becoming the plunder of aggressive and exploitive forces, they find themselves overwhelmed with good things. Rather than being filled with fear of paucity and defeat and death they're filled with joy of a bumper harvest and victory over dark enemies listen to this in verse 3 you will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice they will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing dividing the plunder that's the joy you see that God God's light brings to people that are living in darkness and it's broken into lives and it's broken into situations throughout history and it's happened right here throughout 2020 and it's happened right here this very morning. One of the most beautiful things that just happened here this morning, I can't say what it is, but I'm just telling you, it's just beautiful. My heart's just soaring. It's redemption uplift. It's, it's God at work changing hearts and lives, doing beautiful, beautiful work. It, it, you know, it's not a matter of where that we can, you know, can we spot a glimmer of God's light somewhere or other around here? You know, you know what I mean? You're looking around, can we see God? It's so gloomy, so dull, so dark. That's, that's not our experience, folks, I'm telling you now. It's not. It, it's whether we can keep up with the greatness of what God is doing. The, the beams that are coming down, they're, they're just everywhere. We haven't got enough books to write down what God's done this last year. Did you know? In fact, I try to write some of those down in my journal, journal and I get tired about writing them down. It, I can't keep up with him. He's brilliant. He's brilliant, church. He's brilliant. He's doing glorious, wonderful things. But how exactly... My last little question. And how exactly does God bring about all these these marvellous things? Well, at the Inspire Christmas service last Wednesday, Bill Robertson, who's been coming to this church for many years, he's a systems auditor and a cyber security expert. Sounds, wow, that's what we all need, isn't it? Somebody like that. Wouldn't it be great to have him in your family? Everything would be fine. You wouldn't have to worry about anything. Passwords, no problem. He'd have them all under control. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a blessing? Well, he told his story at the Inspire Christmas service. How he moved from being what was a functional atheist, that's what he called himself, to being a Christian. One of the things which stood out to me in what he shared 
as you often get little pearls of wisdom coming from the lips of people, you know, when you're just hearing them talk. And he's, this is what he said, because he studied a lot of, you know, he studied all the worldviews, because he, he is smart, he's really smart, of course. And he studied them all. And this is what he said, all, all the other religions and the non-religious, and the non-religious founders of, of the classic worldviews, so not just the other religions, but other worldviews. He says, the founders of these worldviews, they, they all talk about pointing the way to truth or pointing to the way to the fulfilled life. And then he said this, but Jesus and Jesus alone said what? I am the way. I am the way, the truth and the life. It's not about pointing. It's to say, I am. I am the way. It's not through the revelation of a set of ideas, but rather it's through the coming of a person which causes the gloom to lift and, and, and the light of God to fill our dark world. Verse six, for to us, a child is born. This was the answer. To us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Jesus came, born as a human being to the Virgin Mary, yet possessing all the attributes and characteristics of God the Holy Spirit that had overshadowed Mary. He was sent by God the Father to release the burdens of those oppressed by sin and darkness and to bring the peace and the blessing of God's reign to people's hearts. Now listen to some of these names. We've actually been singing them and we're gonna sing that song again. So get ready. I hope you're preparing yourself to sing again. This will fill our songs with content this morning. Are you ready? We're going to be, have hearts filled as we come to sing this again in a few months. Listen to these double-barreled throne names which explain the character and the nature of Jesus Christ. He's called the Wonderful Counselor. The word wonderful here is about a supernatural. That's the wonder part here. It means that Jesus is someone who gives counsel which is far beyond human thought and human wisdom. It's wisdom or insight into divine understandings which only God himself could make known. It's Jesus who revealed God's great plan to save the world and he is the very one through whom it would be accomplished. He's the way, he's the truth, the light. Jesus' plan in the saving of this world is incredible. He would come, born in the manger. He would die on the cross. He would rise again. The world considered that what? Foolishness and nonsense. Is that right? Yeah. That's what the world thought about that. But the supernatural counsellor was actually opening up the way on the cross for us to experience life, for the things that come off our shoulders, the weight and the burden of sin. And when we come under the reign of Jesus Christ, that supernatural wisdom, we were able to access that from the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. He is the counsellor, the Holy Spirit. 
a wonderful counsellor, supernatural counsellor. Now think about this for a moment. What church would make a decision to purchase a $2 million city venue in the middle of a recession? (laughs) When they already had a $6.5 million mortgage, that's what we have. What church would do that? What would the advice of the world be? All our financial advisors, we know what it would be. Dumb move in 2020 to go there. Unless there was a supernatural counsellor telling us to do something. Different story. And that's what he told us to do. And we're trusting him. And man, some of the stories we're hearing, they just flow. Whoa, whoa. Because God wants somewhere in our city. Recessions don't hold God's plans back. You do know that, don't you? He takes ruinous circumstances and that's where he does some of his very, very best work. We've said that, we've heard that. How many more stories can be told of such divine wisdom this year? He's a wonderful counsellor. He is the wonderful counsellor. The child is also called the mighty God. There's no doubt that this child is divine because that title is a descriptor of God himself. As You can go to chapter 10 and verse 21 and you'll see it there. Mighty God is referring to God the Father. Here, mighty God, named for Jesus Christ. The enormity of his divine power is stressed here. It's mighty, he's mighty. Because the mission that Jesus was sent on was to disarm the powers of darkness, which had kept humanity bound and oppressed since we first chose the darkness rather than the light. And the strength of Jesus is so great that he could absorb all that evil threw at him, this mighty divine warrior, and he could not be vanquished. In fact, it flipped over the cross and his resurrection from the grave. The powers of sin and evil and death, that's where they are actually broken. They're the ones that are vanquished. To live under the mighty rule of Jesus means that dark powers, they no longer rule us. They they no longer rule us. We've been set free in Jesus. And there have been terrific expressions of that all year long. Power to love those who have attacked us. I was just talking to someone this last week in a context where this person, this guy's just trying to be Jesus in a community, particular community, and someone gave him an earful this week and he says, I was just able to take and just walk away. Strength of Jesus, love of Jesus, filling my heart. Wow, I love hearing stories like that, don't you? That's, that's when the evil comes. We, we don't respond as the world would respond, as our selfish natures would respond. Power to set free from the terrible grip of addictions. God's done that. Pastor Nathan was sharing one of those just a couple of weeks ago. Someone 20 years free from stuff. It's mighty what God's doing. Power to give thanks even in the face of loss and sufferings. Even to rejoice and give thanks for God and the hope that we have in Him and the hope that others have in Him. Power to be freed from the burden of sin and the fear of death. He is a mighty God, is He not? He's a mighty God. The child will also be known as the everlasting father. The term father, when when used of God, refers to his concern for the helpless, his care, 
his guidance, his discipline, his protection of those who belong to him. This would be the heart of this child. A father heart, one which doesn't impose himself upon his children, but sacrifices himself for them. Isn't that the good father? Exactly what Jesus did. And when you understand that Jesus is everlasting, the one who's risen from the grave, you can, you can see the enormity, you know, the length of God's protection and provision in Jesus. There is total security, I mean full-blown total security now and forever in Jesus Christ. It's amazing, it's amazing. Earlier this year, I conducted the funeral of a man my age, actually. His name was Cam. He had an underlying condition throughout um, his entire life, in fact, but God extended his life again and again and again, again, including actually the first night I visited him. Some folks in this church had been working with this particular man, sharing faith with him for a long time. I got a call to go up to the hospital 19, in 2019. And God's kept him again, saved him again. But it was an occasion in March this year that was so transformational in his life. And, and these words I'm about to share with you, I shared these very words at his, at his funeral. You ready? Have a listen to this. You'll get the story. What happened? When I visited Cam at the hospital, this is just March this year, there was a jug of water on the table near him. His wife was making sure Cam only drank what he was permitted because of the fluid problem in his body. But it reminded me of an occasion when Jesus was chatting to someone near a water well and he said these words, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become within him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus was speaking about the gift of his spirit who fills us when we seek his forgiveness and who makes us part of God's eternal family. I went on, in the, just, re, just reading what I shared that day. I asked Cam if he wanted to receive this life and he said, yes, yes. So I led him in a prayer where he asked for God's forgiveness and on that day, Cam received everlasting life in Jesus, a new life that Cam spoke openly about until Jesus called him to his eternal home. And he was such a, an outgoing, vibrant man in his faith. It was incredible. We both knew, I said this, we both knew why Jesus had preserved his life so many times. It was because God wanted to give Cam the opportunity to become part of his great eternal kingdom, a kingdom which lasts forever. And do you know how wonderful and comforting that truth is when you know it's true for you? Do you know how great that is? Do you know how great that is for me as a pastor to be able to go and share about the risen Jesus when I'm, I'm spoke, speaking with folks that are doing it tough in life? Yet the hope, the hope, the comfort of the everlasting, the everlasting Father. And the final description of this child, he, he's to be known as the Prince of Peace, as the Prince of Peace. What sort of king would Jesus be? He would be a peaceful king, one who would come in peace. He would establish peace, not by brutally squashing others, which is the way the world does it. Isn't that right? Send in the armies and we'll, we'll have, you know, Roman packs or whatever it might happen to be. That's what we'll get. Not Jesus. 
He brings peace through reconciling men and women to God and then to each other. It's, it's a wonderful kingdom that Jesus reigns over. It's progressively expanding, bringing peace wherever it goes. The kingdom of God is filling the earth. God said it would and it is. It's an empire, but there is no imperialism. There is rule, but no exploitation by its king, King Jesus. It's a kingdom which, which it's a kingdom where Jesus shares his perfection with those that are under his lordship as he brings his subjects to perfection. It's a kingdom where fairness and righteousness and peace and joy is guaranteed for how long? Forever, forever, folks, forever. Is it any wonder that the angels burst into song? You know, if, if the things that we do here this morning, you, you realise this, if you give some praise to God, the angels can't help themselves but join in with us. Did you know that? that they just got to pull, let out something big. Like we join in with them, but you know, they join in with us when we're letting loose. Listen to this. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest on earth. Peace to men and women on whom his favour rests. That's what they couldn't help themselves singing when Jesus arrived. And has his favour rested upon us? Has, has his, is, he, is his favour resting on you? Is it? Is it? We've known it in bucket loads this, this, this year of 2020 and, and all the gloom that, that's been there. His peace filling us every week in this most uncertain of years. And there's been tough times in our church when we have scrambled to make decisions and do things or whatever, pressure on our senior pastor. But what has reigned here? Has peace reigned? Peace has reigned. Every week, in fact, we had a peace reign church meeting last Sunday, just the presence of God, the unity and the love of God's people. Not only has our budget been met, praise God, that brings a lot of peace. Well, it, well, it does for me because you, you pay my wage. Did you know that? I, so it's uh, thank you, church. Thank you. A budget met, but, but much, much more than that. Much, much more than that. Hundreds of thousands of dollars released to help those in need. I've got a word for it this week, this year. You know what it's, what it's been this year for us? It's been hamper heaven. Did you hear that? Hamper heaven. 8,000 hampers just raining down all through the year from heaven. It's truly, it's from heaven. They're from God. He loves people and he loves to remind people in need that they are loved by him and that's what's been happening again and again and again throughout the year. There may be some tensions I know about it, about our nation with other nations around the world this year. I, I know that we've been conscious of that. But in the Prince of Peace kingdom, in this place, we have actually seen promises fulfilled that God would shoot arrows from this very place all around the world with his love. Did you know that's been fulfilled this year? There's a little video I want you to watch just so you know I'm not telling lies this morning. You watch this video. This is about our online English that Pastor Andrew's been supervising and overseeing with some beautiful folks in this church. Have a listen. I think we've got it on the video. God willing, it's going to come and arrive. Here we go. Praise God. It's great when the technology works. I'm always thankful. So thankful, Jesus. Thank you. I'm Alejandro. Um, I, I really want to thank the, the teachers for uh, helping us 
with our learning and and I want to say uh, thank you from my heart, really, really. I'm Oksana from Ukraine and I would like to thank you all teachers, especially the Cora and Joe, uh, who support me in my studying way, who share their um, experience and their um, mood every English lessons. I always, I'm always looking forward to, for my next English lessons and I'm very appreciated and thanks to God that I meet in my life so kind persons. I very appreciate all teachers and uh, staff helping. I am in Japan now, but I will be back in Brisbane soon after COVID-19 is over. Thank you for all the help. I'm in Kazakhstan and uh, I'm uh, very appreciate for this opportunity to communicate with you. Uh, so I wish you only uh, all the best. <laughs> Thank you so much for teaching me. I really enjoyed every time. And uh, thank you from Japan. Arigato. Muchas gracias. Dulce Jacoyu. Rahmed. Arigato. Ah, praise God. Praise God. Thumbs up, church, from the nations of the world. How's that? How good is our God? He reigns, you know. The kingdom of peace and love. How good is the God we serve? He is mighty, church. We can have full confidence and faith and trust in him. Whatever he calls us to endure, we can trust him. The wrecked part of our lives and our world God is ready to use them for his glory. That came out of COVID. You realize that, that online um, development. He, he takes the broken wreck things and brings beautiful things. His promise is sure and he wants us to be filled with faith. The Savior has come. He has liberated us from the darkness and he has mighty plans for us to love the needy, to see the prodigal comes home, to reach those who have never heard of the good news of Jesus and to fill this earth with his kingdom of love and light and peace. And so what's our response this morning, church? What's, what's our response? You're all thinking, what's, what do we go? How can we respond to this? The answer is this, we adore him, do we not? Isn't that our response? That's our response. What were you made for? What were you made for? We were made to give honour and praise and glory to, to the God of the heavens and the earth. That's why you're on planet Earth. If you never knew that, if you're here this morning, you never knew what your purpose is, that's it. It's to love and worship and honour the King forever. Forever, folks. And so this morning, that's what we're going to do as we conclude our service. We had a practice run on that song earlier. So, you know, because it ducked and weaved in a few places. Well, now you know where it's going to duck and weave. So you'll be able to just get right in there, won't you now? Songs are beautiful, you know why? They're such a gift from God. Now give us words which help us to capture the sentiments of our heart. Poets have written things based on scripture that's just beautiful words. God's placed music in our hearts, you know, 
when we were knit together in our mother's wombs, to let the emotions of our soul find expression. That's why we're moved. That's why we're moved here when we sing the songs of worship. If you've been weeping this morning, great, join the club. It's just great to honour our King. And adoration is always best where? Do you know where it's best? Adoration is best, do you know where? When it's with lots of others who love Jesus. Did you know that? It's true. That's why we love coming together, worshiping Jesus. It is an honour for us this morning to join with all those that are around the throne of glory at this moment of time because praise continues constantly. You realise that in heaven. We join in this morning. The angels are with us here. They'll help us to honour the King, bring His glory. Bring his glory among us right here. And you know what? No dark power can stop it. No way it can. Our God's mighty. He reigns over all. Now, just hear this some this morning. If you've never worshipped God because you never felt able to do that, maybe you've not yet become a follower of Jesus. Well, this morning, I just want to invite you to join with us. Just let your heart be swept up in this song of adoration. You got that? That's for some this morning. Maybe you've never, ever worshipped God. Not sincerely with a genuine heart. We'll do it now. You'll be blessed. That's what you're made for. If you're here this morning and some gloom has hemmed you in and, and it's been drying up any sense of worship within your soul, well, the Holy Spirit is there to liberate you this morning. Choose to worship Him. I'm going to worship Him come what may. doesn't matter what gloom may be around me. I'm going to worship Him. If you've always maybe felt a bit restrained in worship because you're not sure that you can really trust God with everything. Well, the truth of God's Word this morning and the truth of who Jesus is and the truth of what He has done for you, the wonder of Christ's coming, it shouts to us this morning that He is a God who can be trusted, so trusted with everything in our lives. Welcome. Worship us. Be not, be not restrained. And then there's one last group of people maybe here this morning. You wake up every morning and you're reveling in these things. You go to bed at night, you put your head down the pillow and you say, well, thanks, Jesus, for the day that's been. And everywhere in between those two little sort of markers, you love and worship Jesus. Well, your job this morning, you got this, you must lead us in great worship of our King, our, our adoration our adoration this morning. So are you ready? Prepare your hearts. We're coming to honour the King. It is such an honour to be able to do this, church. I invite you to stand with us. Those who are online, I want to invite you to stand. Don't be seated. We're going to stand and worship our King. So I encourage you to do that as well. Join with us. So there's lots of people in Brizzy and maybe the world who'll be watching the online. Ready to worship our King. Are you ready? Let's pray. Prepare our hearts. And then we're going to sing this song again. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you for your mighty victory over sin and darkness. Thank you for the light that has shone into our hearts. Thanks for your saving work, Lord. Thanks for your incredible provision for every day of our lives. Thanks for the promises and the prophecies which have come to fruition. Thanks for the joy of loving our, our world, the needy, the broken, and serving you, our most holy King. And so, Lord, we come now to give you praise and honour and worship. So come, church, let's join together. Oh, come, all ye faithful, honour and adore Him.
stay up for a reason um, today. Um, because um, as you may have read in your newsletter, our senior pastor has extended another five-year term to lead us as a community in this place. And at the church meeting, we were reflecting on the greatness and goodness of God and giving us this man to lead us in this particular place. And so church this morning, before Nathan wraps up for us, we've been honouring our King, but we want to thank him for his beautiful provision for us and blessing us with this man. And so church, um, this is all for God, I understand that, but we do want to give our expressions of thanks and gratitude and affirm Nathan in his ongoing leadership among us and the great things of God. So come church, be not half-baked this morning as we thank God and thank our brother. Thanks. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, church. Let's give thanks to our great God. Lord, this is all for your glory. It really is, Lord. We are so humbled, so humbled again this morning as we come to this Christmas season. You're so faithful. You are so good. And Lord, thank you for the many God stories because we don't want great stories, Lord. We want God stories of what you are doing among us as your people. And so we do. We adore you. Thank you for the privilege of being a part of your kingdom work, this small part of your kingdom, I know. But Lord, you care deeply for this community, for our city, for our world, Lord. And so we, again, just say thank you, Lord. And even in this Christmas season, we are praying that many will come to find the hope and life. It's found only in you, Jesus. And thank you, we know that here in this place. And so we give you thanks and adore you in Jesus' name. Everyone said... Amen. One more good story. As if you haven't heard enough good stories, you were part of history this morning. You might not realise this, but for the first time ever, our Arabic translation has been live streamed out, is being live streamed out right now. Thanks to Sharif and the team. And so welcome to those listening in Arabic online. But we should put our hands together and praise God one more time. History, history today. Amazing. God bless. Please be seated. Just a reminder that we're heading out through the side doors. If you're watching online, so great to have you sharing with us. If you'd like a Bible gift pack, you want to know more about what it means to be in relationship with God through Jesus, we'd love to give that to you and pray for you as well. But God bless you. We look forward to connecting again soon.